Hey, hi everyone. Uh, welcome to your show, eCoffee with Experts. This is Ranmeh here, and today we have Ryan Smith, who is the Vice President of Digital Marketing at New Road Advertising with us. Welcome, Ryan, to our show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Great. Ryan, before we move any forward and pick your brains, why don't you introduce yourself, your audience, and talk us through your journey thus far, and also let us know what New Road Advertising is all about, and we'll take it forward from there. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, Ryan Smith. Work for New Road Advertising, specifically with New Road, we work with small to medium-sized businesses, specifically those that have brick and mortar. Now, that could be anything from specifically automotive, but we also work with furniture stores, we've worked with med spas in the past, so really a, a variety, but probably our, our bread and butter has been automotive with that. But for me personally, I have been in the digital marketing space for about 17 years. And I didn't always want to be in digital marketing. Matter of fact, I really wanted to get into sales and sports specifically. And I worked for a couple of the sports teams out West in uh, California. And I realized I just wasn't a great salesperson. Did not enjoy it. a lot <laughs> of the calling and all that. And uh -huh. I liked the business uh, component of it. And I found my way into marketing. And once I got into digital marketing, I really just loved it. I love the strategy, the analytics from it. And so through that, I have worked for a variety of companies over 17 years, both in the privates and the public sector. So I really have a vast uh, experience with it. But at the end of the day, when I got into working for an agency, that's when I realized I really liked marketing, if that makes sense, as opposed <laughs> to a physical product with it. So I have been in that space for about close to 10 years now in the agency world. And it's been great. I, I really enjoy it because it's always changing. What works today doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work tomorrow. So marketing is sure. anything but boring. Great, Aaron. I've been quite, quite a journey from sports, sales, now into digital marketing and in digital marketing as well, your career has moved across industries uh, from automotive to healthcare to biotech. Uh, how, how do you adapt to the challenges of different industries and, and also devise strategies because every industry has their own unique methods, right? And how, how do you find these strategies to, to be universally effective? Give us some tricks up your sleeve, yeah? Yeah, thank you for that. Because it's a great question. It's how do you move from uh, various industries? And most things work in marketing. That's the one thing I, I, I will say that it's great is there are basic fundamentals that will never change, right? Yeah. In sense of you have to learn the industry that you're in. Those are definitely nuances, whether it is in a, a biotech, a healthcare, you're working with software. You're working with automotive clients. Those industries, again, they have their own jargon. They have their own nuances. So learning that is, is, is key. So that's really one of the differences. However, knowing who your audience is, marketing 101, knowing what their challenges are, what are the behaviors? Is it B2B? Is it B2C? Because those also are, are very different. But understanding that... And then you get into the basic fundamentals, content. I still believe in this day and age, content is still king. The types of content changes depending on, again, B2B or B2C. But at the same time, if you're not producing, let's say, video content, that's how people want to consume content. That's how they yeah. want to learn. 
and digest that information. So those things are very across the board. Social media, uh, whether you're B2B or B2C, social media is very much a part of your marketing mix. Now, you got to understand your audience. So maybe if you're in a B2B, maybe TikTok is not quite where you want to be, but LinkedIn should be there and vice versa. If you're selling cupcakes retail, you might not do so well on the LinkedIn, but you're going to do great on Instagram with the reels and so forth. So you really just have to understand your audience and really produce content where your audience hangs out. Where do they live online? I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to understanding your audience. Personalization is a big part. Segmentation is a huge part. And through all of that, I still think some of the fundamentals are building trust. And that goes across B2C and B2B. You know, people will buy from people that they trust or they perceive to they are an authority in their space. A bunch of ways they look at that is they'll go online. What are people saying about your product or your service? What are your reviews? What does social media say uh, with that? So, you know, through content is how you build that trust in, in authority. A lot of the principles there of, of go across mainly many industries, B2B and B2C. You touched upon content. I'm also a firm believer in content still being the king while we have other techniques. But yeah, the content industry as such was hit by this storm, this AI storm, a couple of quarters back, right? So what is your take? Exciting times I had for sure. People were scared for their jobs, now learning the tech and getting higher pays and all of that is happening. But what is your take? Where are we headed? It, by no means am I the originator of this. It's been said a lot here in the last six to nine months. AI is not going to take anybody's job. It's going to take the job of the people who do not use AI. And I really do believe that. And it's one of those things is you shouldn't fear it. You shouldn't, you, you can't wish it away because it's one of those things. It's out of the bag and you're never going to be able to stuff it back in and hide it again. AI is nothing new. That part of it has been around for years. As long as Google's been around, there's been some form of AI that's been around. The difference now is consumers, everyday marketers, everyday business professionals have access to it that they never had before. And I think that is, that's the big difference. And we're still, people are still learning, trying to figure out how it works, how it doesn't work. But once you learn some of the basics, AI is there to really help. It is there to help with your systems. It's there for the, the automation. And when we're getting into places where AI is quicker, the accuracy aspect of it, that still remains open to, don't just copy and paste something that you are doing, let's say in a chat GPT without referencing it. So those are still human elements to it. Uh, people said the same thing, even in the manufacturing plant all throughout the world that these robots were coming in, no longer were people going to be needed on the line because we had robots. I think the amount of people hasn't changed in a, don't quote me on this, in manufacturing plants. However, the jobs have changed, right? Because you need engineers, you need different people to run those things. So that maybe has changed. And I think AI is gonna be the, the, the same thing. The people aren't going to lose jobs because of AI. However, the job, duties, I think, are going to evolve as we continue to learn. Because again, this is 
brand new in our world right now of how yeah. rampant AI is is growing. And it is the fastest growing that of, of anything that we've ever had. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes, but I, I have high hopes uh, for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It gives you a head start in terms of getting that information right in front of you, but it is never really a final product or deliverable product for that matter. It has to be human edited and a lot of stuff has to be done around it before it is delivered because end of the day, we have to understand the content has to be consumed by a human in order to make a decision of buying, purchasing a service or a product on certain website. That human emotional question, that storytelling part of it has to be there while you convey that brand message. Yeah, I can, like I mentioned, I can give you that right upfront information and then you have to tweak and work around it. And then you very aptly said, people who are using it uh, will be will be staying ahead of the curve at all times. Absolutely. And, and it's not just like the content creation, which I think is amazing. And it really, it, 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 and I'm one of those people where I have been in the past where you get, I just get stuck. And all I see is a white Word doc with a, a blinking cursor at me. And I just can't write. You're just, you, you, you have this block. But when you start with, a chat GPT, and there's a many others, that is the hot topic, that you put ideas and it will start to crank them out. And then from yeah. there, but they won't always be your words. And I think that's the biggest thing is you need to write still in your style. Now there are ways you can teach those AI to have your brand voice. So you still have to work with all of this, but that's just the content creation of it. There is a whole analytic side of things that AI that humans just cannot keep up with. The speed at which that AI can analyze data, how it could pick out patterns, provide customer insights. We are just now tapping into that. And that to me is almost more exciting than the actual content creation that it can be. But all of it is, here we are at the forefront of it. And I don't think most people realize what we have in front of us and what a game changer it's going to be in all business as well. You know, when we think about, for example, instant messaging, businesses, or I should say customers want businesses to respond to one of their messengers or Instagram messages within a minute or two. That's what the expectation is. And most, especially small to medium sized businesses, do not have the bandwidth to be able to be Johnny on the spot and answer all of those in real time. That's why you'll see notifications of the average wait time or response time of those. This is where AI comes in and the chat bots that has been trained can have a conversation that goes back and forth on the other end with a real live customer. We're going to get to the point where the customer is not going to know that is a bot that has been trained to answer your questions. And that will buy the time until a human can come in and then take over. So there is a lot of things, again, where it's not going to be people are going to be losing their jobs. It's really going to enhance everybody's job that is there with an organization. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I mentioned, exciting times ahead. Let's keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah great. And Rand, you specialize in the small to medium segment, like you mentioned, right? Uh, could you elaborate uh, some unique challenges of the SMB segment in the digital marketing landscape and how one should look at overcoming those challenges 
which lies in this particular space? Yeah, there are. There's a lot of challenges, especially when you're comparing to maybe a little bit larger companies with that. In the United States, you, look, your small to medium-sized businesses are the backbone of the American economy. There's no doubt about yeah. it. Now, of course, globally, who do we know about? We know about Apple, right? We know about Amazon, great American companies that are all over the world, but they're not the backbone, right? They really aren't. And, and it's a lot of times, even here in the U.S., we forget about that. So what are the challenges that do face small to medium-sized businesses, especially around the world of digital marketing? I think first and foremost, uh, limited budgets. I think that is being bootstrapped, uh, cash strapped. Yeah. That's tough when you have that. And it really can limit the ability to invest in the right tools, invest in the, the paid advertising uh, with it. So I think that is one of the big things. Also resource, uh, again, the budget might not be able to fill a team but the larger companies can where you can have more people do more things and when you have that obviously you can accomplish more if you're an agency like i am you can would be able to tackle more clientele um or if you have a bigger sales team you could sell more products with that so that is is an issue with that also the smbs not all of them but a lot of them struggle with brand visibility especially compared to larger competitors, whether they're just getting crushed in the organic search or they just don't have the, again, have the budgets to keep up from a paid standpoint where maybe they're not reaching from organic with that. So those are some big ones. Others that I've noticed, especially what went off with AI, it is also difficult for them to keep up with, with trends. A lot of times they're, they're so busy doing the day-to-day -day stuff that as Digital marketing continuously evolves and changes. Are we keeping up with it? Or are you laggards? Are, we, are you behind to make that change uh, with it? Which, and this is an area where I actually think if SMBs can do a better job with keeping up with the trends, this, these are areas where you can actually get ahead of the larger corporations. And, and the whole point of that is the bigger the company, typically the more red tape that is associated with it. Smaller companies actually can pivot more and you just have not so many rings on the ladder that you have to climb in order to get decisions made. And so through this is really can be an advantage of it, but I have seen a lot just do not keep up with it. And when they hear about something, they're slow to test things out and get involved. And then last I'll jump on that. I see a challenge is the measurement of ROI that they don't invest in the right tools or they're not making the right decisions uh, with that. And a lot of that has to do with the metrics. What are you measuring? What are your goals? What are your objectives? And then how are you, what decisions are you making along those lines that when you analyze your ROI, a lot of times people will look at, I, I work with a ton of automotive clients and they wanna sell more cars, no doubt about it, but they look at all the wrong metrics along the way. Look at how many people looked at our cars, page views. They call them vehicle display pages in the automotive world, VDPs. And they love it. Like they'll see all this, but did that metric, how did that play a part in selling the car? And in the automotive world, they have a term of called tire kickers. These are people who walk on the lots, they look at the car, they walk around the car, they have no intention of buying it. They're dreamers. They could be coming in and they you kick the tires, checking them out. And then, then you leave. Yeah, You don't have that as much today physically in the lot because people don't go to the lots unless you're ready to buy a car. Uh, you know, what 
10, 15 years ago, that's the way you, you shopped and bought a car. So dealerships are looking at the wrong metrics. And when they're doing that, sometimes they don't always calculate the ROIs accurately. They care more about, for example, a cost per click. They want that to be low, but they're missing the bigger picture was, what was your cost per lead? How many leads did you go through to get a conversion rate to sell your product? And at the end of the day, how much money does it, you have to invest to then sell a product? Those are the things I think they're missing out on or they're not doing it accurately. And again, it's based on some of it not adapting to more modern ways and more effective ways to measure, for example, ROI, uh, KPIs, metrics, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very well explained, I must say. And, and you're, you're also a co-host of uh, a digital marketing podcast. And then you must be having your finger on the pulse in terms of the latest trends in digital marketing. So as for you, what are the emerging trends and technologies do you believe most impactful for SMBs in this year, whatever time we have and in the coming years, let's say 2024, and how should they adapt to stay competitive? Yeah, it, it's always changing. So right here today, what are the, 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 to me, that I noticed, what are the two big things? One we already talked about was AI. It's a trend. It's something that everybody needs to take part of in some form or fashion. The other thing too is analytics. Analytics itself is nothing new. Google just put out their, I should say they, two years ago, I believe it was, they put out GA4, but they forced the hand in the summer of 2023 and make everybody learn it. So that, but it's different. There's a reason why Google did not come up with an enhanced version of universal analytics. They built a whole new product from the ground up because it is different. It is a little bit more granular instead of looking just at like page views and you have goals. Now we're looking at, and used to have like bounce rates. Now they stripped out and say, we're not, we don't care so much about how long somebody's on the site. That was universal analytics. Google analytics will tell you how long were they engaged on a site. That difference is actually huge. Cause if you think about it, let's say you have a customer, they're on your website and they are shopping. They're looking at whatever products that you have. They stop on a page because maybe they get a phone call. They actually have to get up and they go to the other room, whatever the reason is. No longer you actually have any real activity happening on the website. However, Google Analytics, Universal Analytics was still tracking the amount of time that somebody was on that site. Now with engaged sessions is one of the metrics in Google Analytics 4. We know truly how engaged somebody is. Are they scrolling? Did they make it to the bottom? Not just are they clicking? Um, are they pushing play? Are they watching a video? Those are all events that signal to Google that you are engaged. So it doesn't sound like a lot of a difference, but it, it really is because now you could truly track and see what sources and mediums that you are marketing at is really driving the most engagement. And then of course, when you get to that engagement, what are they doing? Are they calling? Are they filling out a form? Are they putting something in a shopping cart uh, with that? So those yeah. are the things I, I Google Analytics for. It's a lot of it. You just have to learn as if it's a new product. So I, for businesses who take the time and really try to understand the analytics, specifically GA4, are going to have a much easier time navigating 
future marketing campaigns based off of the analytics. Because I come from a, a background where you make decisions based off of what the data tells us. We could have gut feelings. We could like nice, shiny things because they look good and they make us feel good. But at the end of the yeah. day, you got to follow the data. And what the data tells you, that is uh, the direction that all businesses need to go. And that's one of the differences with the larger companies. They have the resources and the people to do that so they can make those informed decisions. Small to medium size don't always have that. But those are the things that maybe they need to redistribute some of the responsibilities and make that a priority because those that do it the best are the ones who truly succeed. And if you're using the data, you're spending less money. You really are because you're using less trial and error because the data is telling you this is the direction yeah. you need to this is the type of messaging you should have. With that, it's really important for SMBs. It, in American football, right, we have blocking and tackling. But that's a yeah. basic mental. And sometimes we get so consumed with the latest thing and we stop the basic fundamentals. So that's a big thing. We can't get too far ahead of ourselves as long as we make sure we did the fundamentals. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Taking those informed decisions, not only resources, these MarTech tools that these huge organizations have that at their disposal at a very hefty monthly subscription cost is something which, you know, small scale organizations or companies or these business owners will not really be able to afford. And even if they will be able to, they will not really find value to in order to find, first of all, process that kind of information using those systems, even if they purchase or have subscriptions of those. So that also plays a big role in terms of taking those informed decisions as a you know, larger setup with proper processes in uh, place versus the SMB segment, which we're talking about. Great, yeah. Rand, was lovely talking with you. Before we let you go, I'd like to play a quick rapid fire with you. I hope you're okay. game for it. Uh, game on. Game on? Perfect. What was your last Google search? What was it? Um, what was your last Google search? Lord, I have no idea. Uh, you can check it. It is an open book. Don't worry. <laughs> no idea. Probably was the restaurants. When do they open? Going <laughs> to the store. I think that's what it was. Okay. All right. That wasn't exciting. That, that wasn't marketing related. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. One of my guests is actually looking for the client's business. I told him, don't really, you don't really have to say a name to this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So that's fine. All right. What day of the week do you love the most? Oh, what day of the week do I love the most? I tell you what, I am a I am a big fan of either Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> All right. And let's say if we were to make a movie on you, okay, what genre would it be? Comedy. I could have guessed that. All right. <laughs> and uh, what did you do with your first paycheck? I paid my rent. Okay. Nothing All exciting. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Okay. The last one will not bring you any further, Ryan. And okay. Your celebrity crush. Oh, my celebrity crush? Oh, yeah. geez. Again. No, it's funny. I growing up. It was Sandra Bullock uh -huh. for, for forever. That was always had a soft spot <laughs> there. Yeah. All right. Great, Ryan. It was lovely hosting you. And I'm sure our audience would have. All really insightful out of what you shared. 
and really thank you for taking your time and doing this with us. Yeah, really appreciate it. I, Ranveer, I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Great. Thank you.